Well, Radio Life Ray is back after, I don't know, about a year, I guess, of time within the last uh, episode. And this is a particularly non-technical episode. With me is one of the people who have been with Life Ray for the longest amount of time, I guess. 2019 is the year where Life Ray Inc., uh, the first founded LifeRay company will be 15 years old. And uh, yeah, somebody who was there in the first minutes is sitting right opposite of me. That's Karis Chan. Hi, Karis. Hi, Ola. Thank you for having me. I thought of uh, this being a good opportunity to talk about what actually happened before LifeRay came, during LifeRay's founding and uh, just after that a little bit about the history what did you see in the growth and what was your position in the growth um it actually started off as a project that brian i am married to brian chan and he was the i guess the one who started life ray portal um, our church was asking for a website at that time, and Brian is always complicating things. And uh, he was thinking, well, you know, a lot of nonprofits are asking me for a website. So if I invest just 100 hours for my church, but then the next project comes along, I'd have to do another 100 hours. But what if I put in 1,000 hours then each additional request would only take me 10 minutes. So that's how he um, thought about building the framework for the portal. And so when he first showed it to me, I know nothing about programming. I'm more like front-end visual, does the website look pretty? And he, he showed me all these little portlets and boxes, Um I just thought it looked really ugly, but I didn't understand the power of all the backend development and the ability to um, scale um, and uh, all the power that was behind it. So, you know, I want a flashy car and he just showed me this caterpillar bulldozer and I have no idea why it was supposed to be like so exciting. So uh, I think we got married a, f a couple years after when he started the project. Um, and he was working on the project on the side um, between jobs or after hours. And again, I really did not have an idea of what he was doing. Um, he was just... It was fun for him, I think, in, in one sense, because it was a project that he took ownership of and he saw um, the need and the, um, the power of the portal in fulfilling needs for businesses. Um, and it wasn't until uh, he got laid off um, right before our wedding that he had another job for an advertising uh, company and he was trying to pitch Life Ray to them. And at that point, um, that company had offered to pay for his project and take ownership of it. 
but he calculated the cost of him selling the company or the project, and it would only be as if he worked at McDonald's for the last four years. And so he was like, oh, I don't know, this is um, this is really not worth it to sell it at this point. And at that time, I think uh, after consulting with some good friends, they just decided to open source it. And I think that was one of the smartest moves that he made at that time uh, because uh, adoption is really important. And so by open sourcing the the project, um, it allowed others to collaborate. It gave us a global presence. And um, through the help of the community and through uh, just different eyes seeing it, the project just became a, larger than what we were expecting it to ever be. So sorry, my, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> We should have brought some water, I guess. I, <laughs> I, I totally forgot that. That's okay. Uh, maybe we'll interrupt briefly and get some. Um, so this was all uh, around, I would say, according to my memory or to my memory of the history, it should have been like around 2001 was when the open sourcing was, or where does that happen? Um, yes, probably around 2001, right around maybe 2001 or 2002. Mm -hmm. And then um, we actually didn't start the business portion of it till 2004. And uh, what happened was he was on, an, he at that time was working for the advertising company, but then also was um, able to find a consulting job part-time at a um, corporate housing company. And that company... Um, he was able to, again, pitch LifeRay and ask them to build their website uh, on top of LifeRay. And they were looking for developers. And so that's when, you know, like, he did the first step of the project on his own. But then they asked, can we get, can you bring in more people? And he goes, oh, yeah, I could do this. <laughs> and by Thursday, they asked for it. And then by Monday, we had... He IM'd all his friends and just asked, you, you know, are you free? Are you jobless? You know, do you want a, a job? And so um, that's when he was able to bring on, um, I think, Mike Young and then B. Kim and then um, a few other guys at that time. Mm -hmm. um, I actually was not working at that time. I was... Uh, had the luxury of being a stay-at-home wife, you know, no kids and just like adapting to married life. And um, I, I, I remember he was like making his invoices through the ASCII text, like just notepad. And then uh, the housing, um, corporate housing director that he was working with was like, I need something that looks more professional because my boss is not going to, agree to pay this bill. And so that's where I came in. I had um, a history of working in administration. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just whip this up. It looked like my other templates. And so that's how I got involved. So that was uh, pro bono work for a few <laughs> years. And then eventually I was like, I think this is becoming more than just a side project. And so that's really my role here at LifeRay. And I continue to do administration and um, the accounting 
and just making sure on the back end things are running. So technically, you were the first one to bring in actual money or bring money in <laughs> in a in a serious way. <laughs> uh, he did the work; I just collected, <laughs> which was nice. <laughs> yeah. That's that's always a good position to have. <laughs> yes. Um, so when when did this all turn into a company, or was that just inevitable from the beginning? Oh wow. Um, I don't know if it was inevitable. I think a lot of our success was right timing, and um, for us, a lot of prayer, um, having the right people, and just being able to draw in more and cu more customers, and also the involvement with the community in developing a, a better and better product. Mm -hmm. um, because I think at that time, open source, there were a lot of players, right? And so it was, we knew that um, in the apps, is it an app space? App space and database space, mm -hmm. there were leaders in the open source um, sector. Yeah. But in the portal space at that time, there wasn't quite one leader yet. And so there was an opportunity for us to be able to become that leader position. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't. I think a lot of it was just hard work, um, trying to stay relevant. Um, and then I, I do recall like, wow, these people around the world are starting to use, uh, life ray. Mm -hmm. I am um, got in touch with somebody in Germany and then Jorge from Spain, um, used it for their project. Um, he wasn't working at life ray at that time, but, at a different consulting firm. Mm. And so it, it, it expanded slowly and, and yet now 15 years looking back, I'm like, I can't believe where we're at, right? It was, I was never imagining us to be in this position, mm. um, to have a global presence. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Based on where we're at, we're sitting in an actual recording studio, which not every company has. I know. <laughs> Hosting Radio Life, I'm quite jealous that it's in the US and uh, not closer to me. You can make one where you're in the German office. Or actually, you work for, you work from home? or Yes. Okay. So you you could take a closet and, and put up styrofoam eggs. <laughs> You you won't believe how my office looks like, uh, <laughs> my my home office. It's uh, not quite as professional as this, but as good as it can be for just doubling as an office and a studio. That's wonderful. Um, so you mentioned that uh, Jorge came in in Spain and uh, Germany came on. How did that feel? Like after a home operation, basically where you say pro bono uh, invoicing, and then um, <laughs> suddenly there's people coming in from other uh, other countries, yeah. other continents. Uh, how does that feel to you not being technical and not really being uh, in the day-to-day -day technical problems? I am probably more of a a pessimist, <laughs> which rounds out Brian's optimism and his entrepreneurial spirit. Spirit, I'm always thinking about the logistics and uh, what does this mean? 
can we really do it? And so I think for me, it probably was a little scary. Um, can I, can we, can we trust these people? You know, I've never met them before. Um, and it's such a weird world for me to be involved with, um, to meet somebody online and then just make a connection. <laughs> it was very foreign to my personality. So, but Brian is very open to that. He was starting, um, he was part of the bulletin boards back in his high school years. And, mm -hmm. you know, just his friends were people he met from online. So it was very different for me to be able to uh, learn to trust and engage um, in these conversations, especially with people who wanted to use the product. And so I think for for me, maybe I would hold him back a little, but then, you know, he was always very willing to go out and um, make those connections. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to learn to also learn to meet people um, through different means rather than just like meeting them face to face. Um, and then learning to really, or just being able to see that there's a, there's really a global community and that we can trust each other. Um, we're not all here for self-serving reasons. You know, I was like, they just want to use you. <laughs> and that was, that was not true, you know? Um, and, most uh, situations, I feel, are win-win situations, right? So the fact that we could provide um, a product that it can be used globally and then bless them to have an office and a business around that, like I, I know part of that is because Brian has the open heart and being able to um, make those connections and trust people. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's something I had to grow in. So, <laughs> I got to say on top of that, uh, in terms of communicating with people elsewhere that you don't even know, uh, I've had one of those moments at last year's, that was 2018 unconference mm -hmm. in New Orleans where somebody approached me whom I've never seen and asked me if I am the Olaf Koch who helped <laughs> him probably 15 to 20 years ago in an unrelated open source project. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it was, to, to me, it was totally weird to just remember my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're like... And then, and then just reach out. Yeah. Uh, so that was one of these uh, things that came completely off the left field and that wouldn't have happened without open source and, uh, well, not even knowing whom I'm, who, who I am communicating to. Mm -hmm. um, so with, with that, uh, let me see. Um, we probably don't need to go through every single step of the development of the company. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I will remember everything either. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe a little bit about where where are we now? So LifeRay is one of the last big open source companies that is privately held, that is not publicly traded. Um, and uh, to all intents and purposes, this looks like it's going to stay that way. 
um, uh, discuss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's always been on the table, you know. Like we've outwardly have communicated that it's our desire to stay private. Um, I think because then we can develop products that are quality and also allow us to um, invest in people around the world that we want to invest in. Um, but it is hard because there is a lot of pressure to be financially um, profitable. I mean, even Red Hat got bought out, right? So it was like we thought, okay, they're our model that we can follow. And yeah, sometimes the the dollars are just so attractive that it's just hard not to want to go that route. Um, and we we do have challenges. We have our limitations for for sure. Um, for many of us who started, this is one of our first jobs, and um, so we're learning as we're going. And people have been really gracious to us. And they've, even though we've had our failures, they are trusting of our leadership, which I'm fully grateful for. And we are acknowledging that we need to grow and change personally as leaders. Um, and I think our desire is to stay private. Uh, and it is possible to stay private and be successful. Mm -hmm. And um, we we want to do this so that we can continue to build up the community. We can continue to invest around the world as we see fit. Um, that we can build a product that isn't, um, I think sometimes when you just acquire a lot of different companies, you're just trying to make it all fit. But we want to do some of that, but also build it um, and build a solid product for um, businesses and be relevant to their needs and help them grow their business. And again, this is the community thing where if we are open and trusting and we can work together, then it becomes a win-win situation. Like we will continue to grow, maybe not as fast as the pressure if we had uh, public money just like Every quarter, you have to uh, make a profit. Um, uh, so without having that pressure, it allows us to make maybe incremental steps, um, but that hopefully we will continue to head towards that win-win situation for the client, for the business, mm -hmm. for our employees. And so mm -hmm. that's why I think we would hope that we could stay private, and stay uh, independent. Mm -hmm. Part of the motivation for um, for employees, or well, sometimes even for customers, is also that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Ten percent of the profits go to a nonprofit, uh, which is a LifeRay Foundation, yes. and uh, the employees get some time off to just work there, um, and. As far as I understood, all of the old stories about how LifeRay came into place, uh, that was a big 
part of the motivation for you or for the founding team to actually get it going? Um, so is that there to stay? Is that still here? Are my numbers wrong? Um, <laughs> where did I lose contact? No, uh, we tried. No, we have been successful in keeping that 10% uh, where we're trying to invest in the world and to help those who can't help themselves and to really make smart investments in um, not giving a handout, but uh, allowing or partnering with organizations that help build up their local community through either job um, development or a different different things that would meet the human need and human heart. Um, so we continue to do that. We do allow employees um, 40 hours, which is a one week, to invest in whatever they want to for a nonprofit of their choice. And um, people have here in the U.S. They've gone to, you know, various countries to serve um, either South America or during during the tsunami for um, for Japan. Um, and I think that's important to continue to be engaged in the world, uh, to remind ourselves that um, the job that the desk job that we have or the the programming job that we're doing isn't just to um, take care of our personal needs, but that there's a greater world that needs us as well. So, um, and I think that that's a good thing that we want to invest in and continue to invest in. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, we're hoping that that will continue on and, and that um, we'll be able to make a, greater impact around the world because of that. I'm not sure how much we should, can, or whatever talk about it, uh, but let's try. Okay. Um, it was basically just the announcement for you. I'll, I'll cut this okay. um, and uh, we'll see. Uh, instead of having an exit strategy for LifeRay, um, so selling, uh, going public or whatever LifeRay, has executed the other way around and to my knowledge has bought uh, at least two companies already. Uh, one of them uh, now is Liferay Italy. <laughs> so that was a separate company before and uh, is now, as far as I know, uh, spearheading the Liferay commerce mm -hmm. uh, effort that we have. And the other one is Triplio, uh, which uh, is uh, to my uh, description, uh, probably simplified, uh, doing marketing or a marketing company. Yes. Um, I don't want to say discuss again, but <laughs> <laughs> how, like, how does a company that wants to stay private uh, uh -huh. suddenly gets into the acquisition business? I know. Uh, and and how does I it? I just said that we try not to do that. Um. I think for the commerce, we're still pretty much developing it pretty much from the ground up. Mm -hmm. um, we did acquire um, a, a small company, but it was really the talent that we were able to get and harness. And um, our commerce product comes from that talent. And so, um, yeah, I... I think we definitely needed a commerce platform. 
on top of life, right? And so um, at that time, it's like these connections that a lot of it does happen from Brian. And he's just seeing the pieces that we need. And this happened to be one piece that we needed and we needed to um, round out our product. So I think that was one acquisition. Um, the, the marketing Triblio company, um, we have, we, we need to become better at making, um, it a, a, a more cohesive, uh, product with Life Ray. And so maybe because it happened relatively closely to the commerce product, plus we're trying to do other things with analytics cloud and then life ray cloud. Um, it has been kind of not integrated as much or, but we need to put our eyes on it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're very hopeful that it will become a, an important part of the life ray family of products, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to describe <laughs> it, but, um, that it would, be helpful for any company who has marketing needs and needs to um, grow their client base. And so I, yeah, I, I probably would not be as knowledgeable about the technical side of these products and how they can be integrated in. But I, I, I know that they play parts in um, the, the LifeRay product as a whole. And these days, we can actually talk about a LifeRay family of products. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just, just recently, uh, say it was, I think, last year that um, like all of the different products were announced. Yeah. Which is, uh, let me see if I get them together, Analytics Cloud, uh, no, anal yes. Analytics Cloud, DXP Cloud, Commerce, uh, LifeRay Portal, and then Triblio. I don't know if that counts as a product already. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it is a product, but it it is a slightly separate product, right? Yeah. At this point, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there anything that I didn't mention that you are burning to get into the message? <laughs> no, he wrangled me into this room to make <laughs> me talk to you guys. Uh, no, I'm just again really grateful to be able to be here and to be able to see the journey that we've been on. And I know so much of where we are today is because of you, Olaf, and just all our employees, um, the community being involved. So I'm really thankful and grateful for this opportunity. So. Well, thank you for um, that praise and uh, the time that you invested. Um, thank you for not wrangling back when I brought you into this room. <laughs> And, uh, well, I hope that the next episode will not make everybody wait for another year. <laughs> so thank you for the historical background in Liferay. Uh, and I'll talk to you later. <laughs>